Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Better Pop Network. I'm Eddie Estrada here with This Week in Bravo, where we give you the 411 on all things Bravo news in the Bravo verse about your favorite Bravo celebrities. I'm here with a very, very special guest, Aaron Martin from The Pink Shade. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. For those who don't know you, can you give a little info about who you are and let everyone know where you're from? Yeah, sure. I I, uh, have a podcast called Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, which uh, is just like all over the place. But Bravo, TLC, WeTV, sometimes cults, sometimes true crime. I talk about everything. I am an avid viewer of all trash TV. Like I'm equal opportunity trash TV. (laughs) So I love it all. And I have uh, guests on every week. I, I come out with two podcasts a week right now and, you know, recaps, interviews, what have you. I also have a podcast called Cult Talk with Aaron Martin, which is a serial type of podcast that I do in seasons and season one is available just like Pink Shade on every platform. And I interviewed my mother and also other cult members from the cult I was born in. That is so interesting. So if you want to make sure you follow Aaron, where can they find you on social media and all that? You know, I'm I'm everywhere just at my name, my full name, at Aaron Leah Martin. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find my Facebook groups, Cult Talk with Aaron Martin or Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. We have different groups that talk about different things. And um, yeah, at Cult Talk on Twitter and Instagram is a separate account, but mostly just follow me at my name, Erin Leah Martin, if you want to, if you want to see everything, that's where I post everything. Just follow her and then you'll find everything else. And right. it will be uh, just a treasure trove of all the different stuff that you do, <laughs> <laughs> all the reality TV. If it's just right. If it's weird and if it's dramatic, I like it. Perfect. So all of our fans will love your stuff as well. But <laughs> we are sadly not equal opportunity reality TV. This show is just about Bravo today. So we have a couple stories of things that have happened in the Bravo world. And we're going to just go through the list and talk about them. So the okay. first thing that happened this week was we found out that NeNe leaks and followed the entire Real Housewives of Atlanta cast, except for Shamari and Marlo after the reunion happened. Did you hear about this, Erin? I did. I did. I was following it just like everyone else. And it doesn't surprise me at all. Nini is so dramatic. And uh, yeah, I mean, I have, I have a lot of thoughts about Nini just through the years. But I will say up front, and this isn't going to, <laughs> this maybe isn't going to win anyone over. <laughs> I am a Nini stan. Like, I love her on my television screen. Would I ever want to be in a relationship with her friendship-wise? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, would I ever want to even be in the same building as her? No, no, no. But I love her on reality television. So I'm always all about her staying. And if this is like an exit strategy, or if she's just so mad again that she's going to quit, I'm I'm saddened by that. I know. I really hope she's going to stay for another season, but it sounds like things like ended on really bad terms. I guess mm-hmm. she's saying Cynthia is way shadier than we see. And I guess Cynthia does something in the finale that really just destroys her relationship with Nini. And I guess that kind of blows up more on the reunion. And then, you know, the whole thing with the closet and her house and the way she's been treating Greg, the women aren't really big fans of that. So I'm really excited to see like what goes down to like make this happen because 
like unfollowing someone on Instagram. We were talking about this because on Summer House, it was like a whole scandal. Like one girl followed another girl on Instagram and there was like (laughs) major drama. And I was like, an unfollow is kind of like a major F you. Like if it's someone that you're kind of close with, because it's like, I don't even want to see you online. How do you feel about the unfollow thing? Am I just being like a total millennial and like overdramatic? (laughs) I think, I think for your people, it is dramatic and it is serious. Now for me, I mean, I'm in my mid forties and yes, I still am watching this television and I've been with these women, you know, pre-social media until now. And so I'm like, I just laugh at it all. I'm just like, (laughs) oh my God, like I could give a shit. I don't even know if I can swear on here. I'm so sorry. You're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, gee. I was just like, I have such a potty mouth. If you listen to my podcast warning, I have a mouth of a trucker. So, okay. I will try to rein it in, but <laughs> I really, I really could not care less if people unfollow each other. I think it's hilarious that these women who are pretty much the same age as me are getting so dramatic about it. However, it is the world we live in. So it is a big statement. You know, people are going to talk about it when you do it. I think they all know how to play the game and that's why they do these things, you know, because it's like, oh my God, Nini unfollowed everyone. Well, she did it so people would talk about it. Absolutely. I mean, that's why we love Nini because she always knows how to bring the drama. And she even brought it with Andy because evidently she doesn't follow Andy on Instagram. (laughs) And people were just, you know, they're like, oh, Nini unfollowed Andy too. And she was like, I never followed Andy and he doesn't follow any of the housewives. But they do follow on Twitter. Nini's like, I said what I said. (laughs) I I live for her at the reunions because she is so extra. She's so crazy. I, you know what? She just is what she is. She's not changing for anyone. And I actually found her vulnerability at certain times this season you know, really endearing. People are coming at her really hard for being so selfish about the Greg thing. But I think, you know, many of us who have experienced a loved one who's been sick or someone who is really close to us, a partner, a parent, whatever, it can exhaust you. And her saying that is relatable. You know, it's not necessarily the rosy picture you want to paint because if you want to just be the angel who's taking care of a loved one, but the truth is, is that it is it's exhausting. And I think a lot of women in particular can relate to that. I think that I think that is really great that she's showing that side of how real it really is, you know, to be with someone yeah. who is going through a really hard life, you know, moment. Like they could be dying, like you have to be there. It's a lot of work that has to be done. And I think I agree. I think her showing the side of herself on Atlanta is very vulnerable, very real, and very admirable because she's she's being a voice for someone or for all people who go through the same exact thing. And, you know, it's not like you said, a rosy walk in the park. Yeah, it's not. And it's not like your mother Teresa out there every day, just giving and giving and giving and never feeling resentful about it. And you can, the the two things don't need to be diametrically opposed. You know, you can love someone with all your heart and be resentful that your life has changed and scared that they're so sick that they might not be with you and they're grumpy. You know, all of those things can exist in one space. That's being human. Now, Nini going crazy on Marlo and like losing it in the closet and stuff. She's nuts. She's a monster sometimes. She's completely out of her mind. But yeah, she she does have human moments. And I don't think people should come at her for those in particular. I agree. Um, Yeah. But another person who had kind of a big moment this week was Lori Laughlin. And I know she's not (laughs) Bravo related. But she is in major trouble. If you guys don't know, there was a college bribery scandal that she was one of the major names involved. She spent $500,000 for her girls to go to USC and forged like pictures of them pretending to be rowers because they got in through the crew team. 
completely crazy, huge story. But what we forget is that Lori lives in Los Angeles, as does the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So Kyle Richards was confronted about this on Watch What Happens Live. And did you did you happen to watch the video? Did you see this? I did. I watched her kind of circle dance around <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing. It was very interesting. What are what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Well, I just thought it was interesting that, you know, in terms of what's being aired right now in Beverly Hills, it was just Kyle's next daughter going off to college and, you know, all of them wearing their designer items at breakfast together, staying at the most expensive hotel. You know, that's their life. And that's what we watch them for, too, this aspirational viewing. But then the scandal is breaking just as that episode airs. And I was like, this is not a good look for anyone. <laughs> like, because even if there is nothing shady going on with the, you know, with the Mauricio Kyle world, and if they've not done anything to get their children in, that's, you know, kind of I guess it, let's call it illegal because it is, then it's just still hilarious timing to me. And I loved how Kyle was saying, well, you know, I know these people, they're in my circle, but I've never heard of such a thing. I was like, girl, please, yeah. you've never heard of such a thing. You get out of here with that. I mean, I, in my former life, was a high school teacher for 13 years and I mainly taught seniors. And so the college application process was my life with all of these kids. And, um, yeah, it's rigorous. And there's enough shady stuff going on just in regular, you know, small town America to think that Kyle would never have heard of any kind of <laughs> underhanded dealings within her circle for parents buying off these these different heads of whatever at colleges is just bullshit. I mean, what do you think? I think she I think she definitely knew some things were going on, but I I yeah. do I do know that well, at least she's claiming that they did not have anything like this with Sophia. Someone commented on Kyle Richards' Instagram and said, oh, did you, you know, like pay for Sophia to get into this college too? Or it was, no, it was actually on Sophia's. And someone was like, oh, did you get bribed into GW too because you're from a rich family? And Sophia clapped back and posted on her Instagram story and was like, no, I was on the Dean's list for all four years and I worked really hard to get to where I am. So thank you very much. And I was like, okay, girl, like, you know, when you know, that your hard work has actually gotten you into the school. You want to prove, you know, you want to show that off. Whereas like Lori Laughlin's daughters are like, yeah, I could care less about going. I want to go, you know, for the parties and the game days. Like I wanted to go to the parties and game days too. That's why I went to LMU so I could study there and then party at USC. You like, <laughs> we're doing it wrong. Clearly I got into the easier school and still got all of the perks, Olivia Jade. Um, but right. I think, I think Kyle definitely had heard some things and, I mean, I'm sure she said so. these girls were Sophia's friends. I'm sure, you know, Sophia's friends told Sophia and Sophia told her parents. I mean, it's it's high school. You tell your parents not everything, but all the juicy stuff you want to let them know. Right, exactly. And I mean, just so I can clarify my stance on this, I don't think Kyle and Mauricio were caught up in any of this. If I were to guess, I don't think so. I think they're, you know, their children are moving on to actual careers. And yeah, they're pro they're providing most of it by him owning the agency. But their children aren't social media influencers. You know, like that's not their children's goal. It doesn't seem like and that doesn't seem like something they support. So good on them. But I mean, my God, you know, you you know which of your friends can get into certain universities yeah. and which can't. I mean, you can't tell me that if Sophia was really friends with these people when they were like, yeah, I got into this place or that place that she didn't know immediately whether that was legit or not. It's like, you know, who's in the advanced class. Yeah. Who's, in the, who's in home ec. 
<laughs> yeah, you know who's in the AP courses and who just has like study hour in the afternoon and it's just helping <laughs> helping pass out attendance cards. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're going to go to the other coast for our last story today. And that is Luann rules out Tom D'Agostino ever returning to New York. So she stopped by the Daily Dish offices, which is um, Bravo's Daily Dish. There's like podcasts. They have like fun stuff that goes on there. And she revealed if we'd ever see one of her exes on the show again. And she said, well, definitely not a return of Tom in my life. That's not happening. Mark that off the list. Now, do you remember? You you have to remember Tom, right, Aaron? Like the uh, worst. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, please don't let it be about Tom. I mean, <laughs> let's hope it's not Tom. It's I mean, Tom. It's, it's, it's not about Tom. Uh, <laughs> I think Tom D'Agostino is probably one of the worst men I think I've ever seen on reality TV. He was just such a sleaze skis ball and kind of u- tried to use Luann and just throw her out. But she did have a couple other exes on the show as well. She had Count Alex, she had Kordofelski, and she had Jux. Um, which of, do you remember any of these guys? Which of them would you want to see return with Luann if she was ever to get I, back with an ex. You know, I would love to hear from the count. I would love to know more about him. I would love to hear from him more. I mean, he was, he's never even spoken even back when he was married to her on the show. I don't even think we heard a word come out of his mouth. He was in some scenes with her, like ringing the bell at on wall street one day. I mean, he was just sort of a prop at, like he refused to ever be truly filmed you know, as a three-dimensional person. So it's like, he is just a mystery to me. Is Court, now Court, is that that really skanky, weird guy who she went on like one date with during the Scary Island season? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was it was that guy. There was, I I was also thinking uh, of, um, what was the name of the French guy that was um, at the party? Rene, what was his name? Court, Ray. the same guy as Ray. R-E-Y, Ray. Ray, yeah. Ray, gay Ray. The- Oh my God, the slurry mess that I live for. I would love to see him back. That's who I want to see of Luann's exes. It took me a second me to get to his name, but yeah, the one that was like, I do a bunch of philanthropy work. I'm, I love charity, like wasted at this event. He's That's like, who I want to see. Met a, he met at Ibiza. Yeah, he Ibiza. Ibiza. Yeah, and, and Ibiza. like somebody, somebody was like trying to get out of his face. He was practically licking Sonia's face or something. He was amazing. He was, he was perfect so- reality TV. He was such a train wreck. I would love to see him back at a party where everyone is there and he has already been to several parties beforehand. Yeah, he's he's a few drinks steep. I don't think he would be great for Luann's sobriety, but he's no. great for reality television. Throw him out with Ramon, Ramonia. Get some, Sonia Ramonia out with him on the town. I'd watch that show for real. I would watch that. I would watch the Ray spinoff, frankly. <laughs> Bravo, if you're listening, we need more Ray. Get Gay Ray back over here with his slurring words and a Bisa tan. And like his no personal space doctrine. Like he's like, I am going to put my nose on your nose and talk to you. He's like, this is the only way we can converse with me spitting in your face. Uh, well, I hope Luann actually doesn't bring back any of her exes because I think she's on a better path now. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I really, I want to see her and Dorinda. I want to see, well, Dorinda and her in a better place. I mean, I don't like when my two lovelies fight. I I love every single woman on the New York cast. I think they're the dream team. I don't know about this Barbara, but whatever. And I just don't like to see when, you know, they're not making it nice. Dorinda and Luann need to make up. 
They really do. They really do need to make it nice because, I mean, I just loved them together. They were such a good pair. You know, everyone kind of pairs off in in New York. And sometimes yeah. Bethany's left out by herself. But, she, you know, she always finds a crew to hang on. But it's Ramona and Sonia. <laughs> and then it was like kind of Luann and Dorinda. It was Lou and Dorinda. And right. it's it's hard to watch such a strong friendship kind of just be so broken. And neither of them wants to admit that they're wrong. And I think they both need to and have a come to light. But it, she was, Dorinda was on Watch Happens Live recently, and it doesn't sound like they're still on good terms. So maybe something will happen at the re- reunion. I don't know. It makes me really sad. I mean, I just think I've said it before on my podcast. I've said it, you know, on some radio shows I've been on that they're just mirrors for each other. They mm-hmm. really hate in each other what they are struggling with themselves. I mean, rela- the relationship to alcohol that each of them is navigating, they're doing it in different ways, but they are both trying to overcome some deep shame, I think, around that relationship and around how like their reputation has fallen because of that. Now, how they do that is their business, but they're looking at each other and kind of judging each other when they really could like this could be a moment where they band together. It's just tragic to me. I I need them to stop. I need it to stop, too. (laughs) I completely agree with everything you just said. Um, And I mean, if you aren't watching New York, make sure you guys watch it soon because get on it now because it's already starting off so great and there were so many other great moments on bravo tv this week so we are gonna start to do our hot and bravoed moment of the week so aaron what this is is this is the moment on bravo this week on one of the shows they got you the most hot and bothered so this could have been like the best the craziest the sexiest thing that you saw so we have three nominees this week okay so the first is when tom sandoval blew up at katie maloney and you know that big fight where he calls her a bully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have Dorinda sends Luann inspirational Tyler Perry quote, which was, in a word, iconic. And then amazing. we have, amazing, right? And then we have Lisa Vanderpump's text reveal that falls flat with Dorit and Kyle, where she tried to print up all the texts with John Blizzard, and Kyle and Dorit didn't. A hundred percent believe what she was putting out. So, what was the moment that you got you the most hot and bo- bothered? What was your favorite moment this week? My favorite moment was Dorinda sending Luann that inspirational Tyler Perry text. It didn't get me hot and bothered necessarily. It just it sparked so much joy in my life. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Because it is going to be one of those things we remember. It's going to become like one of the moments from this season. It's just hilarious. The New York women are just hilarious, whether they know it or not. It's a comedy compared to like you look at Beverly Hills. Those chicks aren't funny. No. You look at New York. They're hilarious, even when they're not trying to be. Dorinda thinks she's being super deep. And she's like, this says it all. This says it all. (laughs) (laughs) When it gets to Luann, the fact that Luann thinks it's cheesy is also hilarious because Luann is the cheesiest of the cheesy. Yeah, and she's you know what I mean. But she's above a Tyler Perry quote. She would never send it. She's like, "Oh, darling, Tyler Perry." She's really scraping the barrel. I mean, I love it, and it's going to be talked about for ages. And I'm in. I'm here for it. It's like New York canon now. Like that text, the Tyler Perry quote will go down in New York history. We will be. We'll have our anthropologists looking back on Bravo Housewives and this will be one of those moments that they'll pick out. I've been living for the memes about this. They have like Medea Medley and it's like Dorinda as Medea, which is Tyler Perry's like most famous character and she's got like different quotes around her. It's it's amazing. I do not want this to stop. I want her to run with this. I want her and Tyler Perry to meet. Right. I that needs to happen. 
Right. And I like, I want her to never live this down because it's amazing. <laughs> Have you seen the best crossover meme of Lisa Vanderpump holding up her text, but it's the Tyler Perry quote on it? No, I have not seen that yet, but whoever came up with that is like on another like Bravo level. Like that is brilliant. No, I'm like crying thinking about it because when I saw it on Instagram, I screenshotted it right away. I didn't steal it and repost it, but I just kept it on my little phone for just, you know, to bring joy into my life when I need to. I open it up and I immediately just start dying laughing. Yeah, Lisa Vanderpump showing her, you know, point ninety font text, except it's Tyler Perry's quote. I mean, that text scene, that was another one of your options here. I my God. Here's the thing about Beverly Hills versus New York. And I think all of the Bravo viewers are sort of in agreement about this. They will have this one storyline like Panty Gate, and now yeah. it's Lucy Gate, Puppy Gate, travel through an entire season. New York will have 55 storylines an episode like that Tyler Perry quote if that happened in Beverly Hills they'd be like Lisa oh my god like they'd be talking about it forever and on New York it's like they laugh about it it's hilarious there's also 50 other things happening (laughs) there's like and Ramona's about to walk into the party and blow up at Barbara after 30 minutes with the tap on the shoulder (laughs) she's timing out her attacks just like throwaway scenes where Ramona can't even walk down the fucking steps (laughs) with her mermaid costume on I'm like I live for these women because they they do more in five minutes than some some franchises do in five weeks. I you know, and it's completely it's just agree. Amazing. I think New York is out yeah. there. I think they're the MVP this year for sure. I mean, Jersey kind of oh. got up there. Jersey was great this season, but Eight, yeah, but New York, New York will always have my heart. And I, I mean, I do love the Beverly Hills ladies. Like, I can't, I can't quit them. I can never quit those ladies. I, I do too. They're just a different flavor. You exactly. know, it's all this. It's always about what they're showing versus what they're not showing. I mean, none of what's actually happening in the Beverly Hills women's lives, lawsuits, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Dorit getting chased around the pool in the Bahamas. We never saw that. And it, that's like actually what's going on in their lives. Instead, they're talking about this puppy thing. And it's like, oh, my God, you guys have major stuff happening behind the scenes. But that's the Beverly Hills way. You it, know, it's like, let's fluff it up with this other story. So you don't know that Cal yeah. Mauricio were just sued for 52 million. Um, like low key, right. no big deal. Um, yeah, no big deal. But Aaron, it was so much fun to have you on. Thank you so much. This is the last. I'm going to have to have you back because you were just a, a fun and a ton. Oh, thank you. This is so much fun to talk to you. You know, we could probably talk for three hours. So thank you for moving it along because uh, I can just do this forever. I mean, I'm the same way. If you just get me started, I won't <laughs> stop. So I'm glad that I have like, you know, like timed out. I'm like, okay, we got to get through the stories because they're juicy enough by themselves. But we could we, we could have some fun soon. Um, but yeah, we'll do it again. And I'd love for you to come on Pink Shade with me. So we'll set that up soon. And we can recap like a whole New York episode or something really fun like that. I would absolutely love that. But if people, people want to follow the Pink Shade and you and everything that you're doing, please let them know one more time where they can find you. Sure. Well, you can find my podcast, Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, on all platforms, wherever you're listening to this one. You can subscribe, uh, you know, download the episodes you're interested in. Don't listen to the ones you're not, but I recap everything. I'm Housewives, Vanderpump Rules. I mean, I'm getting down and dirty with like Love After Lockup and Seeking Sister Wife. It's really, it's kind of crazy over there. But you can also just follow me at Erin Leah Martin on Twitter or Instagram, and you'll see everything I'm doing through those outlets. 
And make sure you guys are following Hot and Bravo by searching at H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. I'm at Eddie underscore Strata. And make sure you guys are subscribed so you get next week's This Week in Bravo and all the fun recaps we do. Erin, thank you again one more time. We appreciated you so much for coming on. Thank you. We'll see you soon.